0: This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VCEN, the Sports Betting Network.
1: Welcome into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm. He is Amal Shaw. Amal? I think every money line favorite in college basketball won last night. Yeah, about uh, 3 million points. Uh, <laughs> couldn't have been
0: more wrong in the Michigan State game. We see, uh, obviously, Tennessee goes into Como and just destroys them.
1: I mean, but even really, the teams that didn't cover—I mean, the other—not te- the ranked teams, but even the teams that didn't cover—they all the, every game won. I don't think that there was one underdog that won. There was something like twenty-six and zero. It was unbelievable, which makes me say: Is tonight are we in for a little regression here? And we might see some upsets.
0: Well, I, I'd like to see that. Um, yeah, you mentioned in Miami they win by twenty-one on the road last night. Um, you know, this Pittsburgh team was a team I'd been betting against earlier this year. I don't know why I didn't stick to it. They had been they playing got, better yeah, down the Yeah, because they
1: won three out of four, and so you yeah. didn't want to lay four on the road. How about that two- game was 20 at half? I think they were up 20. How about the two games in the Mac? Look like a mob
0: hit uh in terms of Ohio going up against Western Michigan, and then of course Toledo taking or excuse me, Ohio against Central Michigan, and then Toledo at Western Michigan in the zoo taking care of business. Most impressive victory last night. Uh ooh, good question. Oh, what's your answer on that one? Give me a second. I'm gonna think about that, get back to you. Go ahead. Tell me your answer. I'm 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 leaning Iowa. That, actually, it's funny you yeah. said that. I was looking at the scores. That's kind of my answer. I thought Arkansas was in a dogfight. That final score it was, was not, it was it was not, not indicative of Yeah, exactly. They were, they were down
1: two. three with like three minutes a, to go. Exactly. Um, but still a big win for them, road no. win
0: in the SEC. Your play. I'm going to correct you on one thing. Texas Tech <laughs> held Oklahoma <laughs> to 24. You know, it was funny. I remember thinking to myself uh, kind of going through the games last night. I go, you know, I love this Tech team defensively. I said, how come I look at this game? And I said, the number had to be 10. It was nine and a half. And yeah. I said, okay, I would not have laid that in that spot. So there was not a chance it was going to take now. But holding Texas, I mean, Oklahoma to 42 points, that is impressive. I told you. He did.
1: They had revenge in their hearts and blood on their minds. <laughs> really after did. they got outscored 45-25 in the Guns second up, half. up, baby. They were I'm ready tell you this team is poised for a final four run, I'm all. Well, I like them in the Big 12 tournament. They're plus 280. I was going through it this I morning. I found a better number. I, thought, I think I found almost $3. Is it? Well, that's plus two eighty would be no, but it's a better number than plus two eighty. I think I saw plus two ninety five. Yes, in Notre Dame, they don't teach you in that first decimal. You round up. What is that? What they do with your tickets? They round up to the nearest (laughs) dollar. No, they round down. As a matter of fact, exactly. All right, let's get to it. You know, (laughs) we've talked about the ACC and how weak it is. So let's lead the show with five ACC games tonight.
0: Oh, I thought we were going to go
1: ACC mid nineties. I'd have been all about it. Well, yeah. Well, I could go. I could go ACC from the early sixties from the Dean Smith era. (laughs) By the way, they had George Carl on. Uh, was on the network. I uh, was on Follow the Money with uh, Tim Murray and Sean King the other morning. You oh, really? You mentioned your George Carl interview with, yeah. with Brent Musburger. All right, let's start out with the, the premier matchup, which is the only ranked ACC team in Duke. Uh, ranked seventh in the country. They go to the JPJ tonight. Another team with revenge on their mind. Remember that they lost to Virginia at Cameron Indoor, 69-68. Reese Beekman with the three-pointer with 1.1 seconds to go. They were an 11-point underdog in that game on the road. Uh, Duke's won four straight since that loss to Virginia. They come into the game atop the ACC at 13 and 3, 23 and 4 overall. Virginia, 11 and 6, 17 and 10. I still think they have some work to do, Amal, to make the NCAA tournament. The Dukies laying five on the road tonight with a total of 130. I tend to agree
0: with you and forget. How, how could I forget this game? I got a text from somebody that should remain nameless. Britain. Uh, sent me a text about this His game. His initials are Britain <laughs> Yes, Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, he had uh, Duke in a money line parlay. Unfortunately, he took a bad uh. beat here with Virginia only hitting the second three-pointer of the game at the end of the game. Could have been an and-one situation there, but I think Duke gets the revenge here. I'm not going to lay five on the road, but I do believe the Blue Devils bounce back. Mike, to me, they are so far ahead of everyone else in this league, and it's not because they're so great. I think this is, and you said it a couple of weeks ago, this is the worst ACC I've ever seen in my life.
1: How about that horrific four-point play against you at the end of the first half in Boise last night? They blocked the shot, and then he's firing it as he's falling out of bounds.
0: So Matt Bradley goes to the free (laughs) throw line. I I would tell you one thing that worked out, though. I took uh, San Diego State plus seven and a half in game. I had him ten and a half in game. Oh, you got an even better number than I did. Uh And it was like, I said, they're going to make a push here. And it was. I took again at plus three seventy five on the money line. Bradley's going to the free throw line. Eighty point four four percent free throw shooter. Up one. I go. This is this is over. You make both free throws. You foul them. They're not even going to make necessarily the first
1: free throw. Yeah, that was a bad. They should have won that game. But from from the the last twenty five minutes of the game, they were the far superior team. But now San Diego State sits in a spot where they're probably going to have to make the Mountain West final to be considered for the tournament. All right, let's uh, stay with the ACC. Four o'clock. Uh, Pacific time as well. This one on ESPN News from Purcell Pavilion at the Joyce Center in South Bend. Syracuse at Notre Dame. I'm all. I was surprised when I looked at the standings to see Syracuse is actually nine and seven in league play. Because <laughs> when I've watched them play, they've been absolutely terrible. Only fifteen and twelve overall. But I'm sure Jimmy Beheim thinks they should be in the tournament. No, I, he actually thinks they should be a three seed. They've won six or seven. Their only loss was in Blacksburg against Virginia Tech. Notre Dame coming off that loss against Wake at Wake Forest, seventy nine seventy four. But they sit in second place in the league. Just a half game behind Duke at 12-4, and 19-8 uh, overall. The Dame laying four and a half at home here with a total of 146 them all. So
0: I'm going to tell you right now, I have a bias in reference to both of these teams. I, I love watching Syracuse. I love their style of play. I know everybody at the network thinks I criticize all of them because we have a bunch of Syracuse people here. But I, I love the fact that they can shoot the three-point shot. Spider's been outstanding. They lost Edwards in the paint. I think that's a big blow for them on the glass. But this Notre Dame team, Mike, I think is one of the most underrated teams in any Power Five conference all year long, what they've been able to do. Wesley, Godwin, Atkinson have been terrific for this team. I don't like the number. I think this number is right where it should be, somewhere between four and five. I think this is going to be a tight game. And when you play Syracuse, it comes down to two factors. And I know you can say this about 90% of games, but in the Syracuse games, it seems to be much more prominent. How do you defend the three, and how do they shoot the three? Uh, excuse me, how, how do you face against, or fare against their three-point uh, shooting, uh, excuse me, against their zone? That's the difference in this game, and I think Notre Dame's good enough to be able to kind of negate what they do defensively.
1: They've been very good at the Joyce Center, 11-1, okay. and one, including beating Kentucky. There earlier this year. Five's, what a great win. Five's a little too much for me to lay here. I thought about putting him in a money line parlay, which is not yeah. out of the question yet.
0: But real quick, don't you believe Cuse is capable of going into the Joyce Center and That's winning this game? That's why I don't love it as a money line play. They're capable of it. <laughs> Fair enough. But most
1: college teams are capable Shut of winning up. on any given night. I'm all. Hold on a second. Oregon state is not. No, they're not. They're not. But they had that run of three games. (laughs) Yes. Let's stay, stay in the ACC four o'clock Pacific time as well. This is on the ACC network alternative channel uh, from the PNC arena and Raleigh. And it should be very alternative BC at NC state, (laughs) BC five and 11 in league play 10 and 16 overall the Wolfpack four and 12, 11 and 16 overall. Although both teams coming off a victory, BC beat FSU and Chestnut Hill Monday night convincingly as a one-point dog, 71-55, Jaden Zachary at 18. NC State last Tuesday. They haven't played since last Tuesday. Everybody's making up COVID games every other day. They haven't played since last Tuesday. They won at Georgia Tech 76-61. NC State here, all lane six with a total of 140. Having not
0: played since last Tuesday is like having a double bye. (laughs) (laughs) It's unbelievable. But, you know, Mike, I looked at this game from two perspectives. One, I to see BC. They played sometimes competitively on the road, but then at other times we saw them stink up the joint uh, at uh, the Carrier Dome on Saturday. They get crushed in that game. Final score wasn't even as close as it was. And then NC State, I was looking at this total because they generally score a ton of points in Raleigh. I stayed away from it because BC offensively can go stagnant at times. Remember that makeup game we saw in Winston-Salem? They couldn't score the ball to save their life. They've been a little bit hit or miss away from the Conte Forum. Going to pass on this game, but I, I was leaning towards you over at 138.
1: Four o'clock on the ACC network from Little John Coliseum. Wake Forest at Clemson. Wake Forest, a good game against Notre Dame over the weekend. They held on to win that game, 79-74. Clemson really struggling here down the stretch. They've lost six in a row at the bottom of the ACC. Tied, a three-way tie for last with NC State and Georgia Tech at 4-12. Your team that you've had your eye on all year, Wake Forest, laying two and a half on the road with a total of 145 and a half.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you what, uh, this is a team I kind of got uh, captured with fairly early on, and they've been terrific. You know, I looked at this matchup, and initially would have gone with Clemson at home catching points. But remember, they've really struggled. This team has really had some issues. Brunel's team, I think this might be the year they finally get rid of Brad Brunel. I mean, every year this guy goes like, you know, 20 and 17, not that high, but you, you get the point of what I'm saying. They keep him around. They've really struggled. Uh, Tyson being out of the lineup has been a factor for them. So I- I'm not going to touch this
1: game. Tough spot here for me in, uh, either way. All right. Then the fifth game is at 6 o'clock Pacific time, 9 o'clock on the East Coast from uh, McComish Pavilion in Atlanta. Virginia Tech at Georgia Tech. Virginia Tech had won five in a row before they lost to UNC at home over the weekend. Um, Georgia Tech. Lost at Syracuse on Monday, so they're only off a a day's rest. 74-73 in overtime on Monday. They played this game in Blacksburg on February 2nd. Virginia Tech was favored by 10 and a half. They covered that number winning 81 to 66. They're favored by six in the return trip on the road with a total of 132.
0: I looked at this game. I thought about taking the, uh, the yellow jackets here, even though they've had their issues, I thought DeVoe and company could keep it competitive six, six and a half. Virginia Tech is not the type of team I want to lay points with on the road in that game that you referenced back in Blacksburg. Virginia Tech shot the ball extremely well, better than 50% from the floor, 40% from the three point arc. And I think they were plus 13 or 14 at the free throw line in that matchup, Mike. So, I think Georgia Tech and uh, that great coaching of Mr. Sidebirds himself, Josh Passner, might be able to keep this one within
1: the number. Let's take a look at the ACC overall, them all, yep. and odds to win, uh, odds to win the conference tournament. Oh, oh, oh there's, okay. there's only one team here, buddy. You see, it's the Dukies. The Dukies. They're gonna roll this thing. Okay, so let me give you this perspective. You can get this. Um, Duke at minus 125 to win the ACC tournament. Is that worth a bet for you?
0: It is, and it's funny because I looked at these odds at Circa this morning. I was looking around the leagues to see what some of the opportunities are. Um, There's a couple of the leagues I saw some better long shots, but I like Duke in this this space here. I don't think they've played to their capabilities completely. They played well against Gonzaga here in Las Vegas, but that seems to be the apex of their season so far. Let's see if they can get on track now in this tournament. I, I think they're extremely dangerous. Mike, the problem with the rest of the ACC is I think Virginia, Wake Forest, UNC, Notre Dame are all capable, or Miami, of one to two good games. I'm not sure if they're capable of it over three to four games. At
1: Circuit, we offer yes-no on winning yeah. the tournament on the, really the top four teams. In the yeah. How about laying 1,300 against your boy, Hubert Davis? No, no for Carolina can't put four good games together in a row. Well, let's see if they can get through the first game. I'm <laughs> <laughs> serious. Need more college basketball insight? Check out the podcast, Coast to Coast Hoops. Greg Hoops Peterson will look at every major and some of the minor college basketball games on the upcoming schedule to find betting opportunities. Greg has an opinion on every single college hoops game of the season. And on this podcast, he provides his unique insights and looks for those games that have solid betting opportunities. Well, to him, every game does. Download Coast to Coast Hoops now at vison.com slash podcast. Up next, a revenge game at Rupp tonight.
0: This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on v the sports betting network.
1: Welcome back. This segment of Odds On is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like Spearmint, Wintergreen, and Amal's personal favorite, Citrus. Amal, someone tweeted at us, the mango is almost as good as the citrus, so now we know four of the ten. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths. So you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen ranked number one amongst Americans' nicotine pouches in the AP poll is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head on over to zen.com/find to locate a store near you. That's slash find Warning: This product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to Odds On, Mike Palm here with Amal Shaw, and we're going to continue our. Breakdown of the college basketball slate tonight with a game at Rupp Arena featuring number 6 Kentucky. They're hosting LSU. Amal, um, this game goes off at 6 p.m. Pacific time on ESPN. LSU comes in at 7-7, and 19-8 overall. Kentucky 11-3, and 22-5. But let's go back to January 4th in Baton Rouge. Remember, LSU was a two-point favorite in this yep. game at that time. I think they only had one loss in the year. And they beat Kentucky and covered 65-60. Since then... The Wildcats have been 11-2, including going into the fog and routing Kansas. Their only losses at Auburn and at Tennessee during that stretch. I'm all are 16-0 at Rupp and have revenge on their minds tonight. Total of 142.5, and, and this time, the Wildcats laying 7.5.
0: I think Big Blue wins this game. I didn't get involved in the spread. Revenge spot here, you alluded mm-hmm. to it. Great one. Remember, they had the injuries. Wheeler gets hurt mm-hmm. in this game. Absolutely got body checked on that one. Don't think the U.K. won't be ready for this one. This team has been quietly putting together a terrific season. This team in the SEC, Mike, I told you I was on these guys early. I thought this was a a dominant team, and they've been that way. I think they get the win, as I said, but I'm not going to touch this game in terms of the cover. You know, remember the 30-for-30 pony excess? Every time we see Will Wade, I think of your great line from the governor of Texas,
1: we got a payroll to meet. The pony excess, the original, the you about Miami, Mm -hmm. and the one about the Duke lacrosse trial. Never saw that fantastic one. Fantastic Lies are the best three that I've ever seen. You don't see that Fantastic Lies repeated, maybe because of the subject matter. Sure. The DA went to prison. Yeah, on Mike Nyphong. But yep. the other two, the Pony Excess and the U, if, if I'm switching channels and they're on, I still watch them again. They're so good.
0: I, I The one I liked was the one with um, the uh, Drazen Petrovich and uh, Vladi Divak. Yeah. I think Band of Brothers or something yeah. was
1: called? Very interesting. Another geopolitical story, though, yeah. uh, uh, about that. Um, yeah, those thirties for thirties are great. I, I do. Just, well, I think a Will Wade. I think a Pony Express. That, that that was so good. Your guy Dale Hansen was a part of that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, covering, covering yes, that story. Absolutely. Dickerson will never tell you what he got to this day. <laughs> What's <laughs> Not he hiding? What's he hiding? Hey, I love his loyalty. <laughs> I love his loyalty. I do have a play on this game later. Uh, Four o'clock uh, Pacific time on the Big Ten Network from Chrysler Arena in Ann Arbor. Rutgers at. Michigan, no Juwan Howard suspended for the remainder of the regular season. Comments?
0: Yeah, I'm thinking when you get to the Big Ten tournament, and I don't know who they're going to face off with, but when they're losing that first game and you're up eight or nine, you've got three timeouts left in your pocket, I want all three of them used like Urban did against Georgia in the, in the Florida-Georgia game the one year at the end of the game. Got to get Juwan fired up a little bit. You might have a coaching
1: vacancy there. Greg Gard also got fined by the Big Ten, or Wisconsin did. They paid the fine for him, $10,000. Did you agree with that? Uh, with the fine? Yes. I do agree with the fine.
0: I, I thought that was warranted. Um, my question was, did Juwan Howard have this type of passion to punch Chris
1: Weber? <laughs> but the bench was telling him to call timeout. The bench but, was telling him. Riley. Yes. Riley. It Riley. Was the one on tape, no, right? here's the question, though. <laughs> I
0: always wanted this answered. Why did Jalen Rose yes, yes. allow Weber to bring the ball up? I've never seen Magic allow AC to bring the ball up. DJ never let Mikhail bring the ball up. Rodman wasn't bringing it up. He got the to Pipper Jordan. Bad
1: break for Weber. If the official calls the travel, it, it doesn't matter. Exactly, exactly, it right. That's exactly, right. That's the one. I thought that was one of the best officiated games of all time, the 93 final. They missed that, though, that obvious travel. And if you watch it, you see Dean Smith jumping up and down saying, he drug his foot from here to from here to the D. If Donald Williams has ever paid for a meal wow. in Chapel Hill in the last 30 years, it's criminal. Four for four on threes in the second half of that Unbelievable. game. Unbelievable. Okay. Rutgers at Michigan. Back to the subject at hand. <laughs> Uh, Rutgers 10 and six in big 10 play 16 and 10 overall question before we get into this game is Rutgers a tournament team. they have had some big victories. They have. Know at I, home. I, I, here's the thing. When you look at the top of the
0: ACC, Miami, Notre Dame, and some of these other teams, North Carolina, North Carolina and Wake Forest. That's
1: the top of right. The ACC, top five.
0: Are they better than Rutgers? I feel like Rutgers is on par with them. I think Notre Dame and I, Wake Forest are better. I, I don't think North Carolina is better. I'd
1: make all of them a dog at Rutgers.
0: I would agree with that. Um, <laughs> I think based on the conference they play in, I think you have to give them an opportunity. Didn't that? Who
1: did they win on against the road? Was that uh, Wisconsin? Yes. That's Wisconsin's only loss in the last couple weeks.
0: They never lose at the Colts Center. they yeah. like Kansas at the
1: bog. Yeah. I mean, I think they have to be in. Rutgers had won four in a row before they lost at Purdue. Um, Michigan uh, obviously lost that game at Wisconsin. Now, these two teams played uh, earlier at Rutgers. Remember this game? I was on Rutgers. Michigan was a a three-and-a-half point favorite, and Rutgers beat them by eight. Yeah, That was on January 4th, 75-67. The return trip with no Juwan Howard here. Michigan favored by five, total 135-and-a-half.
0: Yeah, but I think when you look in college basketball, no team has an easier transition from a head coach of Jawan to Phil Martelli. Remember, he had a ton of success at St. Joe's. It was a great Elite Eight game.
1: St. Joe's and Oklahoma State. That yeah, I don't know. Jameer, what the year was. Jameer Nelson, yep.
0: Delonte West. That squad, yep. they
1: were terrific. That was a big country team too, right? For Oklahoma, yeah, Oklahoma State. State. Yeah.
0: Ryan Reeves. I, yeah. I mean, they they were tremendous. Uh, to me, uh, this is a tough game. I really wanted to go with the Wolverines here, but Rutgers. I, see, here's my problem. I don't like taking Rutgers on the road. Right? Yeah. We talk about it all the time. They're a great home dog. When you're getting points to them, they lose the game against Maryland when they're laying points. In this spot, Michigan Revenge. I think they play hard for Martelli. I think they play hard for the fact Juwan's absent.
1: Yeah, I think they're very motivated tonight, Michigan. Yeah, but are too. they good enough? I believe they're
0: good enough. I don't think that's a question. I, I think they're a solid team. I think the Big Ten is What's just the such argument a good team. for
1: them at 14 and 11 of getting in the tournament. I that don't I don't see know. It.
0: I don't either because I don't think they have quality wins. No. San
1: Diego State is one of their better non conference
0: wins. You lose to Seton at Hall. Hall. That's Willard's Hall, no. team has gone in the tank.
1: Yeah. Okay, let's keep moving. Here's a game that I know you'll be involved in. Four o'clock. Uh, Pacific time, seven o'clock local time on CBS Sports Network from Dunkin' Donuts in <laughs> Providence. Xavier at Providence. Xavier, seventeen and nine, seven and eight in league play. Providence ranked eleventh, twenty-two and three, and twelve and two, and now a two-game lead in the loss column over Villanova. Uh, after Connecticut's victory last night, they played this game a not that long ago, yes. January twenty-sixth in Cincinnati. Xavier was an eight-point favorite in that game I, I forgot how big a favorite they were but we were on we were on um, Providence that night remember or I was catching eight no they, we both loved it they got they got the lead early and they held on they won 65 62 in Cincinnati Xavier's lost four or five Providence has won nine of ten they only lost at home to Villanova were you surprised that this line is only one' of them all in a total of 137 so Two sides to this coin.
0: Yes, because it's at Dunkin' Donuts. But remember, Al Durham's out with a sports hernia. He's going to be a game-time decision today. That's huge. The first time these two teams played, he had 21 or 22 points, was a catalyst in this victory against X. I still don't think Xavier's consistent enough. I think uh, Providence, with what they have on the line, Mike, because they still have to go to uh, the main line and take on Nova, I think they win this game and they solidify the Big East title for themselves. I I think they – Cooley's team has played too well – and by the way, you know there are teams that can't close out games? This is one of the best teams in college basketball in a tight basketball game. They, I was so impressed with what they did at
1: Butler. They have won all the close ones. Th- that's all they do. Yeah, they, that's all they do. They, they All they, they didn't do was cover against Villanova. Yeah, right. exactly, yeah. I thought that was a bad beat for you. I, I, I thought you should have won that game. Well, I thought last night the, uh, the game. Uh, Stop. There was so much horrible officiating in that game. The Why double they technical. throwing Hurley out? Oh, I couldn't that's, believe it. That's, that's a way. joke. No, they mistook, they mistook him for Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> And then it's for past sins. I guess it's for family sins. I, 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 I Absolutely.
0: Danny's fine. He was getting the crowd fired up. But, it was a
1: great crowd back at UConn. But, but also the jump, the jump ball call is really bad at the end, too. He wraps his arms all the way around him. But I'm Villanova and, and Jay Wright have no one to blame but themselves. They go to the free throw line up four with 30 seconds left. He has to make percent, free 86% free, yeah. free throw shooter. Number yep. one free throw shooting mm-hmm. team in the country. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, I mean, you're supposed to win that game. Oh, I'm going to explore a big, more interesting, big, uh, big uh, East race. TCU at Texas, all, 4 o'clock Pacific time on ESPN2 from the Irwin Center in Austin. TCU comes in 6-7, 17-8 7, overall. Texas somehow still ranked 20th, 8-6, 19-8. They got beat at home by Texas Tech on Saturday, 61-55. I was on TCU in the first time these two teams met in Fort Worth. TCU was catching 2.5. I took it. Texas routed them, 73-50. to 50. Texas now favored by nine, up to nine and a half now, 127 them all.
0: So I know you like to do the money line Parlay sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think Texas has to be in some of these plays. There was a couple other games, and we'll get into them in a little bit, but I think the Horn Frogs are in trouble in this game. They don't shoot the ball well. Look, they were very fortunate. If you were on TCU against Baylor on Saturday, very lucky to come back. They were down 18 to 20 points. They make a late flurry and to be able to get the cover. I think uh, Texas bounces back after that debacle at home where they struggled to score the basketball in the second half against uh, the Red Raiders.
1: Houston at Tulane, 5 p.m. from Fogelman Arena in the Dalvin Fieldhouse in New Orleans. Houston, 22 and four, 11 and two. Tulane, 12 and 11, nine and five in conference play. Houston was laying 18 when they played them at the Fertitta Center on February 2nd. They only won by 11, 73 to 62. They're an eight and a half road, or eight and a half point road favorite tonight with a total of 139. them all
0: Mike. I'm going to tell you right now, there are a few teams that have a bigger home and away disparity in terms of performance than Tulane. They shoot the ball far better at home. Um, I still think that Cougars' defense is too tough. Not going to lay nine on the road. You
1: either take two lane or stay away. All right, when we come back, we'll continue college basketball, including a big matchup in the Northlands tonight.
0: This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on vSEN, the sports betting network.
1: If you missed any part of our show or anything on the v schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to vcin.com slash podcast and get Coast to Coast Hoops with Greg Hoops Peterson. He'll look at every major game and some of the minor college basketball games on the upcoming schedule to find betting opportunities. Is this deja vu, Amon? There is also Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers with Jonathan Von Tobel. The Lombardi Line with Patrick Maher. Follow the Money, My Guys in the Desert, and many more. They are all free and available now at vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back in to Odds On. We continue our preview of tonight's college basketball card. And let's go back to the SEC, Amal. 5.30 Pacific time on the SEC network. Ole Miss at Auburn. Ole Miss lost 80-71 to 71 at Auburn on, uh, or 80-71 to 71 in Oxford against Auburn on January 15th. They were catching seven there. So Auburn covered the seven on the road. Uh, in the return trip tonight, they're laying 16 with a total of 140. Auburn still ranked third, even after the loss at Florida. Still on top of the SEC at 12 and 2, but the Wildcats of Kentucky are breathing down their next. Ole Miss comes in at 4 and 10 in conference play, 13 and 14 overall. Amal is 16 just too darn many to lay here.
0: Yeah, this Auburn team has been tremendous at home, but it's a big number against Ole Miss here. Revenge bot, as you alluded to, complete stay away from me on either side here. But here's the problem if you take Ole Miss you're always worried when Auburn's up 10 or 12, do they get on that 10-0 run and they think this thing up to 22 and now all of a sudden you're in trouble because Ole Miss struggles at times to really score the basketball. That's a concern when you look at this matchup. So um, something to pay attention to as we continue to go forward in this game. I think this is one of those games where maybe you take an in-live number, you get uh, Ole Miss plus... 18, 19, 20, you get Auburn maybe minus 11 and a half or something like that. You take a shot if it can come to that.
1: What does Auburn have to do down the stretch and in the SEC tournament to maintain a one seed?
0: Um, First of all, they got to go to Rocky Top. That's going to be a tough game. That is one of the most underrated teams in college basketball. I I think they played extremely well. They got one of the better wins against Arizona. They were fortunate in that game, but still give them credit. They beat Kentucky at home. Can they win there? If they win there, I think even if they lose the SEC tournament game, you could wind up with two number one seeds from the
1: SEC. Really? Yeah, I think Kentucky's got a great shot. I think it also depends, obviously, on what the others around them do. Yeah, um, like, who are you referring to? Well, the others that are on that line. Purdue. Purdue's got a claim if they win the Big Ten tournament. Obviously, Kansas. They've rated Kansas high. They have them on the one line right now. Does Kansas win? If Kansas wins the Big 12 tournament, they're getting a one seed. They are getting a one seed. but Not, not if they don't win the Big 12 tournament. I want to address a couple of things. First of all, everybody knows I'm a Big Ten homer.
0: And, but I don't think Purdue's that good. I don't think the top of the league in the Big Ten is as good as the top three teams, maybe the top two-and-a-half teams in the SEC. I think Auburn and Kentucky are far superior right now to Purdue, Wisconsin, and Illinois. And I would put Wisconsin as a team that could knock off Tennessee. But I, And I think Purdue could beat Tennessee as well. I feel like if you plan on a neutral site today, I've got to give an edge to Auburn and Kentucky over
1: Purdue. Okay, let's, let's do uh, this. Let's take a top two from three conferences and do a round-robin tournament. You tell me what conference you want. We'll take the SEC, yeah. Auburn and Kentucky. Right. We'll take Kansas and Texas Tech, or do you want Baylor? I want Texas Tech. I want Texas, Texas Tech. Tech. Okay. And we'll take UCLA and Arizona and play a round-robin tournament. What conference you got? I'm taking the Pac-12. I think so, too.
0: I, I think Arizona's a complete team. I think UCLA, in that entire mix of teams you mentioned, as good as Guns Up is, I think UCLA is the best balanced from a defensive standpoint to what they can do offensively with
1: Hakez Juzang and Bernard. All right. 6 PM on the big 10 network Pacific time from Williams arena in Minneapolis, Wisconsin against Minnesota. Wisconsin has won four of five. Their only lost at home to Rutgers, Minnesota. Um, Beat Northwestern uh, over the weekend 77-60. Pretty big win against a decent team. That game was at home. Minnesota comes in four and 13 and twelve overall. Wisconsin's twelve and four in the Big Ten, twenty-one and five overall and ranked thirteenth. They played this game in Madison on Sunday, January thirtieth. Wisconsin was an eleven and a half point favorite and at no point in that game was covering. They were lucky to win the game. They won it sixty-six to sixty. Now they're laying five on the road in Minneapolis with a total of 135. them all is this a cheap price to get Wisconsin at? I thought so too because you look at Minnesota's <laughs> struggles that
0: we've seen with this team. Three and seven in their last ten. They did win their last game against Northwestern comfortably by 17. But you're right. Remember they were 11 and a half point favorites at the Kohl Center. It's not my style to lay this type of number on the road, but Wisconsin's so consistent, and you got the national runner up of the year in terms of a off- uh, player in Johnny Davis. I-, I think they win this game, but I'm not going to lay the number oh, here. Look at these graphics. We have them all. Amazing. A lot of days days we
1: don't even have the games
0: up. (laughs) You deserve that type of graphic when you pose a great question off the cuff like you did on that round robin. I
1: like that. Okay. Uh, We had a huge game in the Mountain West last night in Boise. Come on. And we have a huge... Enough about that game. I'm still paying... I want Matt Bradley at the free throw line. It's your own fault. You I took know, the money line I and know. the points on the wrong two games or you'd be 2-0 oh instead of 0-1-1. Sh- oh one one. Mike, 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 please, <laughs> please stop. You think I wasn't thinking about that? I'm sitting there you going. You had to be sick after the Boise game.
0: Yeah, but I felt like UConn missed the free throw on purpose. which He made did, no- he did. But and they why? didn't even let you
1: see. You they didn't, didn't even let have had see. that under I mean, the exactly. fired it up and the game was over. But you go up three, they can't, there's 0.2 seconds left. They have to have a tip it, in. So it, the the game, game's did you over. see everyone was shaking hands already? Yeah. So why not make the free throw? I know. And by the way, <laughs> Gillespie tried
0: to follow RJ <laughs> Cole before the inbounds pass. You, Cole's near 80%. You know if there's like 0.8,
1: 0.9, that's the right play. Yes, correct. Except you got hit to hit the rim. You can't <laughs> let him have the long throw in. Oh, so, listen. I, don't... I thought you were covered. I said, oh, my God. I said, first of all, if they catch it with any distance, they're going to run the 1.1. You're not even going to get the foul. That's right. Get I the foul too. That's right, 0.2. But Gillespie's so smart, Gillespie he tried was... to foul. He tried to foul call well, before the I mean, ball came but in. Gillespie f- failed down the stretch there. Gillespie did not. You know, he he, he gave up the jump ball. Then he gets that out-of-control try. He could have kicked that back for an open look to win the game. The old Chris Jenkins he, yeah, play. absolutely. Absolutely. I I, I was disappointed in him in the last 30 seconds. I I have to be honest with you. I didn't think there was a prayer that
0: forget covering. Okay. That's not even the realm of possibility because I've made some UConn in game -game, uh, money line plays. I didn't think there was a chance. The Huskies are winning this game.
1: All right, let's get back to the real conference. Everybody here that, that watches our show and listens really cares about the Mountain, the mountain West. <laughs> Great. Dude, you why, guys all hate on this league. This is a better league than you give it credit for. By the way, it Stormy's almost,
0: obsessed with it. Did you see her tweet? She's no.
1: obsessed with the Mountain
0: West. By the way, it almost became the extra mild center yesterday with that
1: loss. <laughs> <laughs> Wyoming at Colorado State tonight. Wyoming's been terrific. I make the argument they're as good as anybody. You say I'm uh, ridiculous. They're 11-2 and two in league play, 22-4. and four. They're tied with Boise in the loss column. Uh, Colorado State's 21 and 4, but all four of their losses in league play. Remember, they played this game in Laramie at the end of January on the 31st. Colorado State was a point and a half favorite. Wyoming wins the game in overtime 84 to 78. Tonight, Colorado State laying six and a half at home with a total of 144 them all. Yeah,
0: this is an interesting matchup. Now, normally I'd be on the Rams here because of revenge spot. Remember, CSU was a two point favorite in Laramie. Now uh in the in the fort, you're a six and a half point favorite, only a four and a half point adjustment for home. I think this Colorado State team has cooled off a little bit in terms of how people see them, but they've been tremendous they were all ranked. year long. Earlier in the year, they were ranked, yeah. remember? Well, they got they got absolutely worked by UNLV. That's why I think it's a good bounce back spot for them. You want a guy like Stevens closing out the games, but interesting thing you're going to see tonight. We saw that matchup last night. Bradley was tremendous. I think watching Graham E.K. and David Roddy in the post is going to be terrific tonight. Whichever guy can stay out of foul trouble and facilitate for his team in terms of creating opportunities on the perimeter is going to win this game. I didn't play this. But I'm going to tell you, unlike your money line play on whoever that was, laying laying the $2, who was that? Did you want to take on the money line today? I said, uh, Notre Dame. This is a better money line play on
1: CSU. I'm going to stay off this game. I'm tempted to take Wyoming here, but I don't want to lose catching six and a half and have you tell me how wrong I was about Wyoming being I the know, best I, team I, in the you league. Know, I, I, you know
0: I wanted to say that, but I can't yeah, because know, of Seattle. I, I
1: because <laughs> of New Mexico State. 3.30, you get a little early treat here. 3.30 Pacific time on the SEC Network from Colonial Life Arena in Columbia. It's Mississippi State at South Carolina. Both teams 7-7 and 7 in league play. Mississippi State 16-11 and 11 overall. South Carolina 16-10 and 10 overall. Mississippi State has won two straight. But here's the qualifier. They were both against Missouri. (laughs) (laughs) South Carolina, look quietly. South Carolina's putting together a decent season. They've won three straight, including as a a four-and-a-half-point home dog against LSU over the weekend, 77-75. Mississippi State, I'm surprised here. A two-point road, two-and-a-half-now-point road favorite. Total of 139. I like South Carolina. I agree with you. I think the
0: Gamecocks, Frank Martins team, you look up, they're 16-10. They're always in, excuse me, they don't have a ton of talent, but they're inconsistent. They came from behind in that LSU game. I think they got an opportunity here against uh, Mississippi State. By the way, you know the best thing about watching a Mississippi State game is when Ben Holland's teams are down. He'll have used up three timeouts in the first half. So the second half flies. You don't have to worry about those late-game timeouts. He doesn't have any
1: timeouts left. Can either of these teams make the tournament? And I'm saying they don't win the SEC tournament. Oh, I I didn't realize making NIT selections already. All right. Well, one more game I want to cover. West Virginia is in Ames tonight at Hilton taking on Iowa State. Four o'clock Pacific time on ESPNU. West Virginia dominated when they were in Morgantown on February 8th. They were three and a half point favorite. Got a big early lead and held on 79 to 67. Iowa State has won two straight, including at TCU. And they thumped Oklahoma over the weekend in Ames. The Cyclones, five and a half point home favorite at Hilton with a total of 133. They were two and a half to
0: open in that game. That was some of the best gravy we've seen all year long. Dominated that Mm -hmm. basketball game. I think the Cyclones get the revenge, but I have to tell you, I have a sour taste in my mouth with Iowa State when they blew that home game against Kansas State a couple of weeks ago, Mike. I was on it too. (laughs) Neither of
1: us knew we were on the game. Yeah, I know. I was so angry. I
0: was so mad. I mean, I was like, they're running away. they a 12, 13 point lead.
1: 12, 10, 8, 10, 6, and then all of a sudden they're down. Yeah, and (laughs) Otzelberger saving the timeouts for this
0: game. Uh, You know, when you look at this West Virginia team, they've lost four in a row, continue to struggle to shoot the basketball. No play here on this number, but I think the Cyclones win the game. When we come back, I'm
1: all in the Palm Reader Playbook and a little NHL.
0: This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on V the Sports Betting Network. No more football? No problem. Bet River Sportsbook serves up tennis, soccer, hockey, college, and pro basketball and more. Don't miss out on Bet River's many daily specials or try your hand live at player props or same game parlays. No matter what you bet on, you can count on your withdrawal approval happening fast with more than 80% of withdrawals approved instantly at Bet River's. Get started with life after football with the Bet River's app.
1: Welcome back into Odds on Mike Paul. I'm here with Amal Shaw. Amal, last night you were all one and one. I was one and one. Right church, wrong pew for you. <laughs> a great line, by the way. Well, I mean, you had UConn. You didn't. Yes. You said it didn't matter. Hartford. They packed Hartford. It was a great crowd. Right. It was a tournament game last night. Yeah, it really was. But you know, we talked about the ending of the game. If you play a money line, you win. And then the other side, you took the dog on the money line in San Diego State. If you take the two, you covered there. So it's a push and a loss instead of a win and a win.
0: Okay, first of all, with about 30 seconds remaining, I'm thinking my UConn money lines are losers, and I'm thinking yeah. the minus two is definitely a loss. And then when they got the jump ball, I'm like, okay, they score here. I got a chance to cover. Because I, I was thinking yeah. Villanova misses, they foul. But I didn't expect it to go down to five seconds. And then I, I thought based on the amount of time, if the charge doesn't occur, there's no chance to of foul. Of course not. I missed you out. The game's, games over. over. So it was very fortunate to get a push there. Shaver comes down and takes a three-point shot from about 25 out for no reason for Boise State. Bradley gets a rebound. I go, there's nobody else on San Diego State that want to have the basketball. I'm like, all right, he's at least going to make one out of two. He makes both. Ditcher's going to foul. This thing's over. Blockout game's over. He clangs both free throws. I couldn't believe it.
1: Yeah, and then they foul them with one second to go. <laughs> I, by I, by the way,
0: I didn't think it was a foul. I thought, I thought
1: he t- tripped over his own feet. It's a tough spot there, to that call, right? At the end of the game, 50-50 call. All right, Amal, you've got two plays for us tonight. Yeah, both lines moving against me
0: right now, but I'm going to still stick with these plays like them. Providence at home, PC. Again, Durham going to be a game-time decision in this one. Been terrific for PC all year long, averaging about 13. Uh, Providence minus a point and a half, and I think you can get Providence now at minus one. And then USA, South Alabama at home. The Jaguars taking on Texas State against uh, the Bobcats here. Laying three at home. Mike, this uh, Jaguars team doesn't shoot the ball particularly well from the free throw line, only 70% as a team. But I'm going to tell you what, one of the top defenses in college basketball, they will really lock you down. The Bobcats shoot the perimeter ball well, especially when they're at home in San Marcos. I think away from home they struggle. I like South Alabama lane three. Now this line is either two and a half or two. Which uh, play
1: do you like better, Mo?
0: I like Providence. I I, I like PC at the Dunkin' Donuts Center. One loss this year in a hard-fought game uh, against Villanova. I I think they get back here on track at home. Mike, that loss by Villanova last night, you talk about opening the door because – as much as PC might be confident, you knew you still had to go to the pavilion. They would have had to
1: beat Villanova to win the league. Now yes. they don't have to. Now they don't have to. They you, can win two home games in lockdown. And lock a, it they're up. in. Yeah. Right. I mean And so, they get the benefit of not having to make up three games. Yeah. But they'll win because of win percentage. And
0: I, I think they win this game. As you alluded to, the importance mm-hmm. of this one is so critical for them long term. I'm just looking to see who their next game is after this. They got Creighton at home. If you, yeah. if I said to Ed Cooley, yeah, you're at Dunkin' Donuts, you get X and you get Creighton to win the big East.
1: You take that every day of your life. Yeah. Let me ask you this in a cross-sport comparison. Yeah. Is it more v- motivating going to this game for Providence that Villanova lost last night or for Liverpool that Man City lost to Tottenham and now this suddenly becomes a race in the EPL down the stretch? You know, look, I'm pulling up the table right now. They're down six, six with the game in hand. They have leads today. They're favored by two and a half goals. And they meet in early March. The fate is in their own hands with Liverpool. If they win out, they can they win EPL. Before, we didn't think that. There was a 12-point lead for Man City. Look, I'm a big Jurgen
0: Klopp fan. I think he's he's the best manager in the world. uh, Better than Pep. Pep might be a a better tactical Tactical. manager. (laughs) Jurgen Klopp is a great leader. You know, when you look at Bill Belichick, he understands his personnel. I always thought Greg Popovich did a tremendous job of managing his people, and that's how I feel about Jurgen Klopp. I think this team's got a chance. City, though... It just seems like when they need to, they're able to flip the switch. If it's not in Champions League, yeah, right. Like if if it's in the in the English Premier League, they are ready to go. You know what might be a spot to your point. You look at what uh, Liverpool is to win uh, the Premier League right now. It might not be a bad play.
1: Okay, I I lead into this because my plays are soccer related today. Yeah. You poised a very poignant question to me yesterday, yeah. and no one was more shocked than me. You said. Who do you like to win the Champions League? And I hadn't really thought about it, right? I see, you know, Man City, probably the best team in the world. And then, so, you know what I did last night? I did a little homework. And I've come up with something, thanks to your question. I love this Ajax, Amal, this team from Amsterdam that plays in the Dutch, Dutch League. This Ajax, Amal, in their last 23 matches, now this is in all competitions, 21 wins and two draws. They've conceded one goal in 10 games. I'm going to play them against Benfica today. This game goes at noon. It's in Lisbon, in the Estadio de Luz. In the Stadium of Lights, Ajax is going to light up the scoreboard of them all today. Benfica stumbled their way through. I don't know really how they're in this quarterfinal here, but I love Ajax. They're 450 to advance against Benfica, and then that's a three-unit play, and then I'm going to play Ajax to win the Champions League at 16-1. to
0: First of all, I like it. You look at this Ajax team in league play. They've scored 70 goals in 23 matches. Mm-hmm. And this is the correct statement. They've given up five. I mean, that's that a is, good
1: differential. You think?
0: I mean, this team has been humble, but I agree with you because the one thing you gotta remember is if you can get through the group stages, yeah. when you get to the championship,
1: it's a one game winner or take all scenario. The average the average score of those games is three to nothing. Just think about that. The average score. That's true. It's three is three to nothing here. I think they get to the good part of the draw here. If they can stay on the side with Chelsea. You know, I don't want to have to beat Liverpool and Man City. No, I hope Liverpool and Man City will will face off against each other. If you got to go through all three of them, that's tough. But I don't see anybody outside of of those. Let's they'll have to play well against Liverpool or Man City. But as you say, Man City doesn't come up big in the in the big matches. There, the other Champions match today. This number, if you didn't get it already, it's down to two in a lot of spots. Man U, uh, Atletico Madrid, Atl Madrid, a uh, traditionally great defensive team here. Man you now with the German manager, right? They have gotten much more defensive here. I love this game under two and a half. I bet it last night before I went to bed. Uh, it was up to 150, 155 this morning and now down to two under plus 125 here. Um, I took Kentucky for one unit here. I like them in this spot. Uh, LSU has really fallen on hard times here. I, I think they'll remember that loss that they had in Baton Rouge and they've just run everybody out of Rupp. You gonna give us the Dusty Road speech now? No, I'm not gonna give us the Dusty <laughs> Road speech. And then uh, Kings got whipped in Phoenix the other night. I expect a much better no, defensive performance against the Coyotes. I went under one and a half in the first period at even money. A moment.
0: Yeah, I'm a little bit upset. I didn't get this man you play. Now the line's gone to two here You're not locally. Not gonna play
1: two. What's that? You're not gonna play. No, under I'm not two. gonna play the two. But I agree with you. Atletico this year though hasn't been
0: quite as good defensively no. as they've been in years past in La Liga. So this will be an interesting matchup in terms of how they perform. But I'm with you on Ajax, and I love the fact that you've gone three here, three units here against Benfica. I think Ajax is one of the most underrated club teams globally because when you look at the big leagues around the world, obviously everyone starts in England. Then you go Bundesliga or La Liga, probably La Liga, and then Bundesliga. But because Bayern is so dominant, yeah. people overlook that league,
1: and, and, and it, then Syria. Syria, you talk about uh, League One with PSG, yeah. That's right? That's right. I forgot about that you as well. You talk about League One with PSG. And thanks to Leo for not conceding the third goal you yesterday. Right. Great right? call. You said they will not score. You but said they can't they- score. They can't score there. They're not going to score in Chelsea. And without the road goals away, and they had to try to play for 0-0, they got the early goal, which uh, changed the game a little bit. But I didn't think they ever really came close to scoring. I only think they got two or three corners in the game. Uh, but then even after that, you talk about the Portuguese league, right? Before yeah. you ever talk about the Dutch. That's true. You're the right. The Juleper in Belgium gets more attention. The Turkish league, all of this. They, they, they just go so far under
0: the radar. By the way, had you had LSU on the place tonight, you know, you would have gotten the New Mexico state treatment. Yeah, I would have. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The worst play ever. Yeah, you know, <laughs> no, I no. would I like the other side. We already said. had the worst play ever in uh, odds well, on I was off You weren't that, here. I was off. <laughs> you I weren't was here off for that it.
1: week. Let's talk a little bit about the night on the ice in the last few minutes here. Uh, that, that play I have on the Kings, that game is the second game of the TNT doubleheader. The first game, Oilers at Lightning, Amal, is the premier matchup here in Tampa Bay. Oilers have been better since the coaching change. Um, still don't know here. I suspect Vasilevsky. Has Smith been confirmed? Or? Uh, no, Vasilevsky. Oh, I'm sorry. Smith is expected as is Vasilevsky. Okay. Uh, Koskinen's played the last few games. Oilers have been better, a little more defensive-minded since the coaching change. Uh, Lightning laying $2 here, Amal, total six and a half.
0: Yeah, this Tampa team, uh, just they're kind of laying in the weeds. Nobody's talking about We talk about the Panthers. We look at some other teams, but I, I, I'm not going to touch this game. Mike, I'm not a big fan of in hockey laying these types of numbers, but can you back the Edmonton Oilers in this spot on the road? I think if you do, you're going to take a goal and a half. It's not a bad price at $145. All
1: right, let me find a more reasonable price for you, you here. How Thank about you. your Dallas Stars? Uh, speaking of Dave Tippett, uh, who's no longer with the Oilers, one hey, of the great guys in hockey. Yeah, Stars laying a dollar forty-five tonight at home against the Jets. Hellebuck and Ottinger. Ottinger's been terrific. And Dallas comes up with a new goalie every year because their main goalie gets hurt. I mean, wait, is Ben Bishop still alive? Where whatever. <laughs> he was going to be the next hero. Fifteen six and zero for Ottinger. Two point three four. This is a pretty cheap home price, I think, here with Dallas. Yeah, I'm going to tell you right now. If I tell you to take the Stars, if you don't take the Jets, you, you're
0: you're dumb. I, I you think can't I'm, win on him or against him? I, I think I'm like 0-20 with the Stars games this year. I, I'm telling you right now, I tend to bet the Stars under at home. There's nine goals scored in a game when I take the under. If I take the stars, they lose. The other time I take a plus and a half, stars cover the puck line. I cannot
1: win with this team, on or against them. Have you taken an over in any of their games? I have. Oh, and yeah. then they go under. No, it was, it was a dead nut under. Didn't have a chance. You see, you're on under, and they're scoring by the groves in a re- Reunion <laughs> Arena or whatever it is. Um, the AAC. There was a there was a, a pitcher that was like that for me through his whole career. I bet on him, I lost. I bet against him, he beat me. John Lackey. I I just had no luck with John. Another Texan. Big Texan. Up next, betting across America with Josh Applebaum.